is Marvel Rex. I'm here to talk about the energies for the week of August 29th to September 4th. What? It is already basically the fall. Not quite the equinox yet, but we are cruising in there. I, wow. You know, I think there's an idea that time actually accelerates uh, over, you know, years get faster and faster as you get older. I wonder if that has to do with presence, though, like the childlike presence slowing things down. And then as an adult, things just speed, speed up. Anyway, I'm happy to be here. Please check the link in the show notes to learn more about me. I am doing readings. If you want to connect with me one on one, I love to do it. It's amazing. And uh, anyone who's gotten a reading from me can attest that it is definitely an experience. It's uh, usually a fun experience, but it is a deep experience because I read like a Scorpio, even though I'm not a Scorpio. I was raised among them. And I'm a millennial, which means for all those in the know, my Pluto's in Scorpio. So what are we looking at this week? Overall, I love this week. I just want to let each and every one of you know, this is a nice week. This is a supportive week. You're listening to this on Monday. Just take a deep breath for a moment. This is a supportive week, you know, and I'm speaking generally here, but really overall, smooth, sweet, silky, nice tigger energy. I love it. So I'm going to start with the big picture moment, and then we're going to dive into the week. I'm going to talk a little bit about relationships as well, because that's coming up as we get close to Libra season. We're not there yet. We're deep in Virgo, but we want to talk about relationships already. I'm going to prep you guys. Okay. Big picture moment, right? What's happening for us in this uh, late summer, late August moment? There's lots of retrograde action. What does this mean? I'm not going to explain the geeky parts of what a retrograde means or a retrograde motion means, but I do want to talk about just the ramifications of this. So most of the planets right now are retrograde. A lot of them are preparing to turn retrograde. This means that we have to comb over the past to then, in the early part of 2023, shoot forward into the future like a flaming hot arrow. Okay, but the arrow right now is being pulled back in the bow, as I've used in previous episodes, the metaphor, we are pulling back right now, and we are combing over things that have already generally happened or been put in motion. This is not necessarily the most amazing time to start brand new, huge endeavors. Okay, it's just like trying to swim upstream. It's intense but things that have been cooking or like even things that have kind of simmered and you're like I don't know is this thing going to happen this is a great time to actually revisit those things like I said last week writing anything to do with the mind mental gymnastics those things are all very supported right now because Mars is in Gemini we also have Mercury in an air sign so the air signs rule linguistics talking thinking writing orating so yes boom 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 all things great if it's something you've already started previously and want to refine excellent time to do that excellent time so try not to like try to push forward on any big new projects and just work on cleaning things up because essentially right now the way i look at this moment especially this month coming up september heading into october it's really a time to get super, super clear and clean up anything that has not been finished in your life or is kind of like loose ends. You know, life is really, uh, 
we live we live in like a fractal universe, right? There's just so much mess in each and every one of our lives. There's things that are untenable, uncontainable, things that we've never resolved. So I'm not saying that you're going to go in. <laughs> this is what a Virgo would try to do: go in and control every little thing, right? And try to contain every little thing. But it is a really, really empowered moment this month to try to resolve some loose ends in your life that have been nagging or bugging your mind, especially. Oh my gosh, like anything that has like been causing a form of OCD or mental compulsion or mental fixation, that's a green light for you to go towards that and fix it right now. There's a lot of supportive energy for that. This is preparing us for a really buckwild October, y'all. Like, if you do the work right now, which Virgo is generally very good at just doing the mundane, detail-oriented work, if you do the work right now, you will be much, much better off for the Hunger Games level of intensity that is October, okay? Octo especially, like, mid-October all the way through November, it's going to be just bananas, okay? <laughs> take good care of yourselves. I'll be here every week. Uh, I'll do my damn best. We'll see. The eclipses might, who knows? Who knows who will get zapped in and out? It's going to be a wild ride. So buckle up. But before you buckle up, just on a farmer's almanac perspective, which astrology definitely is deeply involved with the farmer's al almanac. Okay. This is the pagan roots coming out right now, but this is when you harvest. This is when you go and like gather the grain and you're like, Okay, well, you know, August is harvest, summer's harvest, but it's also like, okay, still finishing up the last, like, fine details of harvesting. Okay, what are, you're already in Virgo season. Virgo season is so interesting because you're already thinking, what worked this year with the harvest? What do I need to change for next year? So there's already this, like, future planning, which is very Virgo, future planning of, like, how am I going to make this better? than it was last year. I'm like deeply dealing with this right now because I have a garden. I have an actual garden. And <laughs> I planted some plants. I'm not going to name the name of the plants, but for folks who know me, they know what they are. And, you know, a few of them got to be about 12 feet tall. And I'm just like, this is too much. I'm not going to do this next year. I'm going to plant them in five-gallon pots so that they stay about four feet tall because I don't want to deal with 12-foot tall plants. It's just a lot. So that's my lesson, right? That's my Virgoan lesson of this month is like, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> I'm going to do this more efficiently next year. So that's why we're looking at things that have already happened, right? I've already planted the plants. They've already happened. I don't get to reverse that, but I'm going to now refine, especially in preparation for a future time. So this is refinement. This is thinking about the future, but not necessarily trying to do the new things. I'm not trying to plant the seeds again right now. This is not planting seed time. This is just being like, okay, I've learned my lesson. I'm going to do things differently in the future. I'm going to take note and really focus on integrating this new thing that I now know I need to do, but I'm not going to do it right now. I'm just taking notes. The beauty about Virgo is that it is hyper-focused. And I want to say something about focus really quickly now that, I, now that it just came up organically. Where we put our attention is like profound for shaping our reality, okay? Capitalism likes to diffuse the hell out of this. So like you're just constantly bombarded by new information all the time and your focus is being like literally pulled in a million directions. This causes ADHD-like symptoms, whether you are diagnosed or not. And it creates often like at the end of the day, a sense of helplessness. So how do you combat that or how do you work 
with that to transform it from a sense of helplessness to a sense of empowerment, you actually create boundaries and limitations and structures that allow you to focus on the things that you care about, on the things that bring you joy. So this is also a really good time. And this is going to be so challenging with Mars and Gemini. And I'm going to keep talking about Mars and Gemini for the next like eight months because that's what he's doing. It's it's a wow. Okay. It's a lot. Uh, but the focus is to focus. Okay. That's how you combat or work with or even maybe mitigate Mars and Gemini is you really take time to meditate to there's many different kinds of meditation exercise is one of them where you really as you're exercising you really choose to only focus on what your body's doing kinesthetically that's really powerful focusing on your breath really actually trying not to multitask or or maybe giving yourself a limit with how much you're letting yourself multitask and and literally applying consciousness to how you are doing things throughout the day a lot of folks, especially folks with strong Gemini in their chart, will literally... I mean, I know a painter who she paints while she's painting. She has two TVs on and has headphones in, right? That is so much stimuli. I just It's like so different than my artistic process and my painting process. It blows my mind. But that's the level of stimulation that Geminis generally need. However, with this Mars going buck wild in Gemini, especially when he turns retrograde it will behoove us to actually have some some guardrails and be focusing and really applying like a unilateral focus to our days. This will help us feel a little bit more in control, which is a Virgo word, in control. It's a phrase. In control and less helpless. So cutting out a lot of the extra stimuli, unnecessary stimuli, will be medicinal during this period of time. Again, I'm going to like a... I'm like a broken record here, but the Taurus medicine with the North Node there is about really like feeding your body and nourishing your body and slowing down with your body. So that also really works. If you are able to get into the somatics of your experience, it'll help work with the monkey mind that is going is is it's already kind of like lit up here. When I look at this week, August 29th to September 4th, I'm like, ooh, that's a lot of we're moving into air signs. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of mental energy. So to work with it grounded in the body you know when the brain is running the show things get messy when the brain is running the show okay so i want to talk about relationships i want to talk about relationality here and interpersonal and intrapersonal dynamics and the mind because the mind is going to be very active this week we do start the week off monday with the moon in libra mercury in libra and so this is really it's interesting i mean I'm not going to do the day-by-day day yet with the week because I actually have some some tea I want to talk about or spill in regards to relationships. We're going to talk about relationships. I almost wanted to name this like the Valentine's Day episode, <laughs> like a classic Aquarian just being like, I'm not, it's not during Valentine's Day. It's whenever I want it to be Valentine's Day. So I'm going to start out with a phrase. Everyone is annoying. Okay. So I've talked to a few folks about this personally, but the thing about relational dynamics with other humans is that we are all inherently annoying to each other. There is actually nobody who is not annoying to you, okay? Now, anyone who is in a deep relationship, of which most of us are, knows this. As much as you may love the living crap out of somebody, they are going to do things and they are going to embody things that are inherently annoying. Now, let's break it down a little bit. 
Okay, everyone's annoying. Great, great. Got it, Marvel. What do you mean? Annoying is if we scratch the surface of that word, look at me being just doing such a good job with Mars and Gemini right now, scratching the surface of a word to go in deeper. If you scratch the surface of the word annoying, you start to realize that there's something around annoyance that is like, it's discomfort. There's a certain level of discomfort, right? When you're annoyed, you're uncomfortable. Now, if you scratch even further to the word uncomfortable, what is causing that? What's what's beneath the discomfort? There's something that is not being understood, right? There's something that the brain or the mind or the soul or the spirit or the heart cannot quite comprehend or understand. There's an uncanniness underneath the uncomfortability of the annoyance, okay? that's This is the layers of the cake of the onion shrek that we're going through right okay so there's an uncanniness i really i was listening to slavaj zizek slavaj zizek did i say his name right someone's going to be saying it differently i was listening to zizek i'm just listening to zizek you know he's actually like one of my favorite people to listen to even though he's extreme talk about talk about the antithesis of of any sort of gemini uh placement because his the way he talks is pretty wild but his overall affect is is uh, intense. It's something to behold. I recommend. Now, you know, some people love Zizek. Some people hate Zizek. I like Zizek. And he talks recently, he talks about our attraction to imperfection. Like our actual attraction to imperfection. So this is very interesting because Virgo rules perfection. Virgo literally is the sign that wants to achieve perfection. This is why Virgos deal with overanalysis paralysis. This is why Virgos come off as naggy sometimes or come off as like really controlling. Now, this is just the overall blanket statement that gets attributed to the shadow quality of this sign. This sign is also sacred. Each and every single one of the signs are sacred. The beauty of of Virgo, the thing that I'm like inspired by is that they literally are attempting perfection in their lifetime. They are seeking perfection in some area of their life. Okay. But what, Sh- what Zizek is talking about is our actual in relationship, our attraction to imperfection. So we are actually attracted to the uncanny. This is very interesting. It's like we, you think you fall in love with somebody because you're like, oh, I'm looking for the perfect person, right? There's this whole capitalist diatribe around, I need to find the perfect person. But Zizek's point, which I agree with, is that actually... When we meet someone that we find a deep, profound attraction to, even if it's a friendship, it could be romantic, but it can also be a friendship. It is often because we have a resonance with them while simultaneously feeling a a deep sense of uncanniness as to what is this person? I don't understand. Zizek sort of posits like, what if you imagine that you meet the perfect person? He's like, really just take a moment to think about that. And he's like, you wouldn't actually, if you met, quote unquote, like hypothetically, the perfect person, you wouldn't actually be attracted to them. It's the idea of like, you know, perfect facial symmetry. If you actually look at if there is no such thing as perfect facial symmetry, there are people who have very, very symmetrical faces. But then when they actually create on um, imaging on like Photoshop imaging, perfect symmetry where they make the right side identical to the left side it's uncanny like you should look it up you should look up like photoshopped perfect facial symmetry it's uncanny it doesn't look right you know you're like oh no Uh, that's not a human that's something else we don't really want the perfect thing that's what i'm trying to say here 
Okay, and this week already we get into some pretty profound relational dynamics where it's going to be obvious <laughs> that everyone is annoying. Okay, <laughs> I mean we we've got Jupiter and Aries making ourself want we want ourselves to be moving forward with whatever, especially all the Aries out there. But anyone who has strong Aries in their chart. But, you know, anyone, anyone really, truly is going to have some sort of self-desire that they want to get accomplished starting at the top of the week. And Mercury and the moon are in Libra. So this is relationships. This is there's an opposition here happening. And an opposition is just kind of like a Mexican standoff. Like you're just like, OK, what do we do? Like we got to there's got to be some compromise in here. Now, luckily, again, I love this week. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I think it's going to be great. The compromise is going to be great. But it's good to go in this week thinking about the fact that we are actually attracted in relationships, friendships, lovers, etc., to parts of another person that we fundamentally don't understand or are disturbed by. Okay, this is just something to meditate on. I want you to think about this in your life. It'll help you accept not only the other person, but yourself more. If you can accept, oh, damn, like there are parts of me and actually, they are variable depending on who is being reflected in front of me. There are parts of me that are disturbing to other people, that are uncanny, that are idiosyncrasies that they can't quite navigate. Okay? It's very interesting, Mars and Gemini coming up for me right now. I worked in a ceramics lab. And I was not only a tech, but I was in the honors program. So I kind of had like, you know, BDE energy on the on the lab campus. OK, I was like walking around being like, I'm so cool. I'm such a good ceramic artist. I'm so cool. Look at me fire a kiln. And there was this young guy who came in. He's probably three or four years younger than me. He was a Gemini. That's why this is interesting. He was a Gemini. So Mars rules men. Gemini. Mars and Gemini. Here we go. He's popping up into my consciousness right now. And, you know, I didn't know really anything about him except that he was just like a white dude. And he was younger than me, and his body frame was smaller than mine. I generally enjoy most people because I generally can, I like to look and, you know, I'm a Cancer rising. Like, I like to reflect love and I like to reflect the love that I see in the person back at them. That's usually how my, that's my default. I love humans, even challenging ones, because I have a lot of compassion. However, this guy in the ceramics lab drove me absolutely bananas. I was so bothered by him. I was bothered by his aura. I'm not joking. Like being around him was like profoundly disturbing to me. Now he was quiet. He was shy. He had glasses. You couldn't quite see his eyes. Um, you know, in the reflection of the lights, there's like really anyone who has worked in a ceramics lab knows that there's just like really overpowering overhead lights. <laughs> and, you know, I just was, I was disturbed by him and I had to exist around him for about a year. And it was actually like so profoundly disturbing that I really did try to actually like create physical distance between us. I don't actually think this person, A, was dangerous or B, was a bad person. But I was kind of overcome with the uncanniness of this person. Now, I've, I've reflected a lot and I've thought about, OK, what are all the things? Some of which I actually still to this day cannot explain to you. I figured out some things, but other things I'm like, I don't know. Like that level of disturbance was big. We all have this in our lives, okay? This person didn't ever do anything directly to me, okay? I think that he could tell that I was disturbed by him, but I don't think much else really went down. There was no drama. It's just something to keep in mind 
that this is like an inevitable part of our existential reality. The fabric of our reality is that we not only exhibit traits that are uncanny to other people, but also other people, whether they're conscious or not, and most of the times they're not, they're not conscious at all, also are exhibiting things and doing things and being things fundamentally that are uncanny to us. Roland Barthes talks about this in The Lover's Discourse, which is a book I highly recommend. The Lover's Discourse is like a, it's like a paradigm shifting book in regards to romance, but really romance can be friendships too. I'm, I'm not trying to do the whole, oh, this is just your lover kind of bit. It can really just be like intimate relationships of any variety. Roland Barthes in, in The Lover's Discourse, he talks about a very similar thing to Zizek, where he's just like, the double take that, you know, when you have a double take with somebody, you like, you look twice, right? You're like, you see them and then you you keep trying to go about your emotion wherever the gravity was taking you. And yet you're pulled back to look at them again, right? And Bartz talks about the uncanniness of attraction. Like it's actually disturbing to fall in love. It's disturbing. I mean, this is like so true to my experience. I have been profoundly dis- disturbed at the beginning parts of of my falling in love with another person. Could be because I have an Aquarius stellium and I'm just like, my double take is like a really hard double take where I have to like really stop and look and be like, what the hell? I don't want to, I just want to keep being in my cool alien lane. Why are you making me double take? <laughs> that that fixed air is like, don't get in my way. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's, it's been hard, hard double takes, very uncanny for me. But Bartz talks about this double take that comes from the uncanny and that there's something within the other person you can't quite comprehend, but it draws you to try to figure it out. You are drawn to the mystery. You are drawn to the ineffable or the idiosyncrasy that disturbs you. And and this tension is inherent and actually binding in relationships. So it, it is actually like tension can be a glue. This is also part of Saturn. Saturn is definitely like, here's a limitation within a relationship, but it's also the glue that holds it together. Now, this isn't to say that you should be, I'm not trying to advocate for the other side or the extreme of this, which is like people who are attracted to people who are unavailable, who are mysterious as a form of unavailability, who create a sense of confusion in relationships. It's not what I'm advocating. I love, especially right now, the the communication is actually quite uh, available for like really radical honesty and radical transparency. So I'm not arguing for getting like lost in the really mysterious, aloof guy over in the corner with like his the hair over one eyeball. It's like that's not what we're trying to do here. But know that we will be met this week with some energy and some medicine around the parts of other people that potentially are a little bit challenging or crunchy to deal with, but are also part of why we love them or part of why we are invested in the intimacy of the relationship. Part of the glue around the intimacy is actually the ineffability of the other person, the thing about the other person that we don't quite understand. Okay. And you can, you can actually come to understand those things over time. That's part of the, of how attraction works, right? Space and time happening at the same time. Okay. So this is a powerful week ahead to heal relationship wounds on that note that have arisen. This is like intimate relationships, right? Familial, chosen family, lovers, close friends. This is a great time because you have two things happening. You have Virgo, which is overanalyzing the living bejesus out of this. So just like being really focused and perhaps critical of your relationships, of what you're doing in relationship, what other people are doing to you, the like the bobs and bits and bolts 
of relating and being really clear about what those bibs and bots and bolts are, things that maybe happened in the past as well, right? There's still this error element of like resolving things that have happened in the past through being like really critical and, and being like, this thing happened and I need you to know that it happened and here's the details, right? Devil's in the details with Virgo. Love it. This is a good devil to have come up this week because the rest of the energy this week with this Libra energy, with the moon in Libra on Monday, with Mercury in Libra is like, have the goddamn conversation. Talk to the person you care deeply about around the things, around the details, Virgo, that need to be brought up. Virgo's going to give it the critical and then Libra's going to give it the softness and the grace and the like... The soft landing, really, truly. I love Mercury and Libra because people with Mercury and Libra generally are like incredibly diplomatic. They really do want to end a conversation on a good note. They don't want to end a conversation in flames. That's Mercury and Aries. Um, <laughs> so this is really a time to be like in in sort of the muck with another person around details of relationships, things that need to get sorted out because the energy is supportive for compromise for diplomatic talk and for leaving conversations feeling healed leaving conversations with a sense of grace so this is definitely available this week i love it i love it i love it i love it big focus okay now the reason why i'm talking so much about relationships is that you know we have monday starting off with that for all the astrology folks monday starts off with jupiter in exact opposition to the moon pretty close to a upcoming opposition with Mercury in Libra, okay? Aries and Libra are the relational houses in the Zodiac, which means they are all about you and another person, okay? Aries is all about you. Libra's you in relationship. So the reason it's so important to talk about is that Mercury's going to go retrograde September 9th. That's coming up the week after, okay? Next week. So this is really soon. Mercury will be retrograde September 9th to October 1st. Okay, almost a month. This is pretty typical. This is a thing that happens three times a year. Everyone flips out, even pop cult, especially pop culture astrology is like Mercury's in Gatorade. It's so crazy. It's not. This is one. This one is really about being super, super clear in your one-on-one relationships. Okay, and figuring out some details and even being critical. You know, this is the Virgo part because it's going to retrograde back into Virgo. Being critical or being detail-oriented and cleaning up loose ends in relationships, okay? So if there's something that you've been meaning to say or if there's something like, you know, I need to get this resolved with this person this month, September 9th to October 1st is a great time to do this deep deep clean. This is a relationship deep clean. Now, again, you heard, you heard me. I want you to hear me one more time. September 9th to October 1st. You don't have to figure it out this week. But this is the beginning of the talks. You have like a nice month and a half to figure it out. Again, this is super important because the rambunctious and really intense energy ramps up mid-October. And so you want to have your core team with you on the same page before you like dive into the metaphorical battlefield that is like Halloween time. Okay. Like, it's so gnarly going into October. I'm sorry, y'all. Like, late October is going to be really intense for so many reasons. And our nervous systems are going to be really ramped up. And so you need to have your team on the same page going into that October time. And that's what this the beauty of this Mercury retrograde is affording us. Getting back on page with the people you love. 
telling the truth, which is Virgo, like saying the T and being like, this is what happened in the past. Like it, we need to suss it out. And then the beauty of the Libra energy is like, let's suss it out in vogue, in chic. Like, let's make it look good. Let's make it look pretty. Like, <laughs> let's not burn everything down to the ground. Let's like lubricate the hell out of these relationships. Okay. And then let's go like, go to the spa. Like that's so Libra, right? Okay. So that's the beginning of the week, Monday, Tuesday, you've got that Jupiter opposition. It's like, it's kind of, I like it. I, I'm like, just face the relationships. Don't skirt away Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, we have Mars coming in in Gemini and he's feeling very heroic. I'm loving this Mars. Mars this week is like, the masculine energy this week is like, let's save the day. Okay. So we've got some like Robin energy. I'm going to give Mars and Gemini Robin energy um, because, you know, Robin was probably bisexual or gay. So let's just go with that. So we've got this Robin energy where Mars and Gemini is sextiling Jupiter and Aries. So we're finding new and innovative ways to pursue our more self-oriented goals, okay, and desires and potentially from the past. So this, again, things that need to be resolved from the past. This is like I called good gas energy. <laughs> this is my note taking. It's just like there's good gas in the vehicle. Like you can move. You can really be moving on Wednesday, Thursday. And there's an element of like getting something that you've wanted. That's the Aries bit. Okay. So Mars is coming in and being like, I got you, Batman. Like, let's do it. And Jupiter's Batman. Batman's like, yeah, we're going to do it. So yes, like tights. I'm seeing the spandex. It's really great. This is this is it. So that's Wednesday, love. Thursday, we've got Mercury and Libra opposite Jupiter and Aries. So this is big ideas coming in. Like Robin showed up to help out Batman. And it's like, we've got this new big idea. Again, though, this new big idea is coming if you have been doing the relationship work, if you have been focusing and not trying to run away or check out of the relationship work. There's so much emphasis on just like being present, being like radically present in your relationships with a little bit of discrimination, because that's Virgo. Virgo's like, let's delineate, let's figure out what is going on detail-wise, and then lubricating it with that beautiful zhuzh of the Libra. Okay? And then, if you're doing all that work, Thursday, Batman and Robin team up, and it's like big ideas, grand plans, there's an, a sense of optimism building, sociability, like doing things in a team, working together. You can have a lot of ideas at this moment where you're like, bam, 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 this is happening. However, you will need to narrow your view and take on fewer projects. Okay. So it's like, still, you want to have like a little bit of guardrails and not go like fully into the stratosphere with this because Mars is going to go retrograde in Gemini. That's why I'm like everything that Mars is doing, even when he feels good and he's being helpful, he's like, I'm being helpful for now. <laughs> And then when I go retrograde, which is Halloween, things are going to be crazy. So just watch out. Just watch out and, and really try to refine. This is a moment of refinement, okay? Even while you're expanding. So refining while expanding. <laughs> so Libra. Okay. Moving forward. Okay, no, I'm going to talk a little bit about Thursday a little bit more. I like Thursday. Oh, this whole week feels so supportive. Wednesday, Thursday feels great. I love that I can give you all like, good, solid news. So new facts can emerge on Wednesday and Thursday that challenge your larger philosophy. However, it's for the better. So like whatever ideas are coming up, even if they're uncomfortable, even if the other, you know, this is like going back to the other person being uncanny or feeling disturbed by another person, the thoughts and the new ideas can actually challenge your sense of self and your positionality in a way that is 
ultimately very, very healthy for whatever you're feeling excited about. So be open to that. And, you know, it's a very important transit to make adjustments to your personal philosophy and vision. You, you know, your inner focus could definitely shift at this time. You might be really, you might see like the light at the end of the tunnel with a new thing that you'd never thought about before. And you're like, that's where I want to go. However, again, you know, make sure, take your time with it. This is the Taurus North Node. Slow down because again, most of the planets are retrograde. This is really not the time to just like shoot forward into the new, but things are growing and evolving and changing that are going to feel new and expanding within projects that you have probably already been working on to a degree. So this is innovation. In general, to make it more, way more succinct than everything I just said, you're innovating around projects that are probably already rolling. Okay. Then Mars comes in and trines Mercury. This is like Robin Hood. This is Robin, Batman and Robin. This is Robin Hood. Mars is just coming in this week. He is in his spandex. He's feeling really good. He's going to just add fuel for each and every one of us to inspire more ideas by the end of the week. So this is very generative mental energy for, again, all the artists, especially those who work with the written or spoken word. This is excellent, excellent energy for writing a proposal, for finishing a book, for anything that has to do with orating, writing, speaking, DMing, social media. If you're making an app, if you're coding, like all these things are so supported right now. So you try new things in that area, like be experimental. It's funny, I just started, even today, this is, I'm recording a week prior, but I feel this Mars and Gemini energy. I'm already writing essays. I haven't written essays in a minute, and I'm like, oh, okay, I got essays to write. This is, they're just coming out of me. The weekend vibes, Saturday, Sunday, we're going to shift to the weekend, baby. This is an awesome weekend. The last couple weekends have had a little bit of Eeyore energy. It's been kind of sad. It's been hard work. The weekend we just finished coming into this Monday was like, oof, Venus opposite Saturn, like relationship work, heavy lifting, a little bit of depression, potentially feeling limited, but also creating new boundaries in relationships. It's all like kind of like heavy lifting work. It's a little hard. It's a little sad. But this weekend coming up, which will be the Labor Day weekend, y'all, that is like the what, third, fourth, and fifth. I freaking love this weekend. This weekend is so awesome. So just take that, take that and run with it. You know, there's going to be a strong drive to follow creative or social pursuits. Mars has been bolstering each and every one of us all week. So it's like, yeah, go, 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 go. And then by the weekend, it's like, have fun, be spontaneous, be sexy, take lighthearted risks, expand your comfort zone by doing something like, you know, off the cuff. This is a great weekend for any kind of adrenaline junkie. I certainly will probably be going surfing. Um, I love how I said certainly, probably. It's classic. Love that. Uh, it's my Mercury and Pisces, baby. Uh, adrenaline junkies going to love this weekend because it's just like risk-taking, fun, put yourself out there energy. Have fun, y'all. Like take good care of yourselves this weekend. Have fun. Make sure you're doing something that is lighthearted. This is not the weekend. If this weekend is anything, it is not the weekend to like stay at home and do the shadow side of Virgo, which would be like clean the hell out of your house. Unless that brings you like an immense amount of joy, then like by all means. But I would cl I would clean the house in a way that you've never done before. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Just like do something crazy. <laughs> do something fun. Um, this is really the week to not be over or weekend to not be overly serious. 
to not force yourself to do a really heavy lift or a heavy task. The energy is a lot more supportive around socializing, having fun, and maybe even doing something last minute that you hadn't planned. Okay. I know that that makes the Virgos nervous, but that's the weekend. It's Sagittarius moon. Have fun with it. Okay, everybody. There is not a guest today apart from me, myself, and I, of which there are many marbles. But I hope you enjoyed this. Reach out if you want a reading. Check my link tree. It's in the show notes. I love to connect. I'm so happy to just learn more about you. You learn more about me. There's all good kinds of stuff. If you love this podcast, I want to say, if you love this podcast, please rate the podcast and review the podcast. These things help so much. You have no idea. It just takes a few minutes, and I love every single thing, every single review, every single rating. I love it. Even if it's not a great one, I'm like, they took the time. They took the time to interact with the world of Rex. On that note, I love each and every one of you. This is a great week. I'm stoked. I'm over here smiling as I record this in my closet. It's going to be a good week. Take really good care of yourselves, and I will catch you next week on the world of Rex. Until then, ciao. Oh, 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 oh,